Hi everyone, this is Taylor Rotwell back with another Laravel snippet. I think this week I will wrap up my series reflecting on the business of Laravel with a few miscellaneous thoughts that um, I didn't think could make, or that I didn't think that I could make an entire episode out of. Um, so just some kind of final bits and pieces to wrap things up. And first thing I wanted to get started with is when building products, it really pays off uh, to be a good writer and to work on your writing. I think it's really important to practice writing. It's also really important to read good writing and get a sense of what clear marketing and documentation copy looks like. Because clear documentation, one, gives you a huge advantage over your competitors if their documentation is lacking. And I think this is a big reason that Laravel gained such popularity so quickly is I put a lot of time into that documentation. Even for the 1.0 version, I refused to launch Laravel 1.0 without totally finished and complete documentation that I thought could rival something like CodeIgniter. And that gave me a huge competitive advantage over several other of the frameworks at the time because they simply did not have that level of documentation quality. And I see some good ideas that are simply not presented or described in a clear or attractive way. And that hurts their overall appeal or even makes it totally confusing as to what the problem is they're trying to solve. Um, surprisingly, I see this more than I would expect where I, I look at a landing page for a new product that someone has launched and I really have very little idea as to what problem they are trying to solve at all or why I have the problem and I need them to solve it for me. And someone in the Laravel community that I think is a good product designer and also a good writer is Jack McDade, the founder of Statomic. And if you go to statomic.com, Everything is very attractively designed. The copy is short and punchy and really gets the key points across clearly and effectively. And the same applies to the documentation. If you go out there and read the documentation, uh, it's very clear, very easy to follow. Um, it looks good. And I think just kind of is a big boost to their overall product, um, you know, and it's really compelling page and it makes me want to explore the product and use the product. And of course, it sounds obvious, but like I said, if your ideas are clearly presented with good and compelling writing, um, then people are going to be more compelled to use them. And a book I really enjoyed on this topic that I read back in college, I think, um, so over 10 years ago now, uh, was Elements of Style by William Strunk Jr. And this is really a classic book on effective writing. Many, many people have read this book. Um, and the nice thing is it's very short. It's only about 50 or 60 pages or maybe even less than that. Um, so you can easily read the entire book in one day, actually, or maybe even in one sitting. Uh, because there's lots of examples of how to how to write well within the book. And if you've never read it before, I think it will really improve your writing. And not only do I think it's a good writing book, I think the general ideas it presents are useful for programming. And it will help you think about writing clear and expressive code that's readable and understandable. Um, when Laravel first began getting popular and I began receiving questions from users or from podcasts, I would get asked fairly often, you know, what programming books did I recommend or were there any programming books that were really influential on me, which I couldn't really recommend any. I didn't read that many big programming textbooks. Uh, but the one book I did recommend on several occasions was this book, Elements of Style, even though it is not a programming book at all. Um, just because I think it helps you think about writing clear, terse, expressive code. 
All right, so that's uh, that's the first little miscellaneous tidbit I wanted to talk about, which is clear writing. Next, I want to talk about an overall commitment to quality. Um, if you're going to build something, really make sure the entire product is polished all the way through. Kind of that principle of finishing the underside of a dresser or part of a product that nobody would see. And, um, you know, when I think about this, of course, very few people in tech have had a commitment to overall quality as strict as Steve Jobs. Um, and he put it like this. He said, when you're a carpenter making a beautiful chest of drawers, you're not going to use a piece of plywood on the back, even though it faces the wall and nobody will ever see it. You'll know it's there. So you're going to use a beautiful piece of wood on the back for you to sleep well at night. The aesthetic, the quality has to be carried all the way through. I mean, to me, that's a really inspiring quote. Um, so I try to apply that when I build any products to take the quality all the way through the product from beginning to end. Even the parts that people may not see, even the code itself, I try to make really high quality and even aesthetically pleasing. Um, just to have that commitment to myself, you know, that I'm going to build the highest quality product that I know how. Uh, because I think it's, you know, that's the service that I owe to the people that are going to be using the product. I'm not giving them my kind of half best. I would rather give them the absolute best I can provide at the time. So make a commitment to yourself to build things with quality all the way through for your own benefit and as a service to others that uh, you fully thought out or thought through this product. And then finally, uh, have a low pain tolerance. This is probably something that should have been part of the first episode about choosing product ideas. Um, developers are especially vulnerable to this problem, and I'll explain what I mean. When I first built Forge, there were several people who criticized the product on the grounds of something like, anyone could do this themselves using Ansible or X provisioning tool and self-host it and manage all of the scripts themselves. Uh, same with Homestead. You know, people said anyone can build their own vagrant file with the bash commands needed to get a perfect Laravel development box. Why should I use this? And these are examples of people with a high pain tolerance or at least a different pain tolerance than I think is useful to have when building products. So, yes, there are people who enjoy that kind of DIY do it yourself attitude. However, there's a very significant demographic of people who do not want to have to think about those things at all. And uh, many times they're willing to pay you so, they, they, that, so that they don't have to think about it. So when you're considering products, turn off that DIY part of your developer brain and develop a low pain tolerance to problems like these. Um, it may help you see ideas that you're overlooking because you know, you're thinking, oh, well, anyone can do that with X other tool and maintaining it themselves and jumping through these hoops or whatever. But there's maybe a group of people and maybe a significantly sized group of people who would love to just turn their brain off in regards to that problem so that they can focus on something else that matters more to them. All right. So that's kind of my final thoughts and just the tidbits that I had left over in my notes from this mini series on reflecting on lessons I've learned while building Laravel. Um, I think next week on the snippet, I'll get back to discussing some general code topics. Um, I've been working on a few things and sort of drawing a few lessons from that. So have some Laravel code topics to talk about next week and uh, already have a few in mind. So thanks for listening and I'll be back soon.